You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, it's time for Straight Talk with Father Timothy Castor. He's here at his home parish in Sturgis, South Dakota, here on Real Presence Live. We are super excited because we have a host of questions. I just know we are. That's like, a good pun. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. A host of questions waiting to go to Father Caster. <laughs> so um, call in at 877-795-0122 and you can ask Father your question over the phone. You can also get on Facebook and... Um, I think you go to search for Real Presence Radio Network and you look for Father Caster's picture. And in there you can comment your question and they will get it on to us and we can ask Father for you. And then if you have um, any, you want to call in to that 877-795-0122 and just leave a question. You don't necessarily have to ask, ask it to Father on the phone if you don't want to. But we also have, I think we'll start off with, um, we have an in-studio guest because I drugged my oldest son with me, and he is going to ask Father a question, maybe two questions. Good morning, Father. I do have two questions. Good first morning. one, first one is, are all divinely inspired books in the Bible, or are some of God's inspired books lost today? I think we can safely say that they're all in the Bible, because imagine what a, uh, um, a terrible situation would be if there's something that was lost that God wanted us to know, because everything that, that he wants us to know um, in a written form is what he gave us in, in the sacred scriptures. And then the other part of Revelation, of course, is sacred tradition. Um, that comes down to us by by mouth to mouth, word of mouth. Um, so, no, there's that's often a, a kind of a plot for novels and so forth. You know, finding lost scriptures and and there are ancient writings that come from that time period, from the New Testament period, that um, uh, propose to be uh, scripture. You know, like the uh, Gospel of Barnabas and the um, the Shepherd of Hermas and all sorts of ancient uh, writings that are known as the, uh, as apocryphal books. Um, many of them came out of uh, heretical movements within uh, the Christian church, and, uh, and so they're pretty obviously not part of Scripture. But uh, a lot of them have had their... Um, you know, they're champions throughout history, um, but what we have now is what the the church has defined as being scripture. This this finally came about at the Council of Trent in the 16th century, and um, so the canon that was listed there is the entire canon of scripture, and there's no more to come. Well, thanks, Al. That's pretty good answer for that question. Now, here's the sucker punch for the next one. Okay. Now, <laughs> here's my one-two. Now, the second one is if aliens exist, extraterrestrials, uh, and they have rash, ration and all, and they are, uh, have immortal souls, do you, they have their own source of salvation, uh, or do they rely on 
the cross, assuming that they have fallen like humans have. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, take on that? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. It's a you know it's just a question we can speculate on. It's not sure. something that that uh, you know we can have any definitive answer to. First of all, we don't even know if there are any intelligent alien life out there. Um, that's a, a paradox, in fact, that uh, uh, you know scientists and philosophers discuss. You know why? Where is everybody? Why? Why haven't we seen? You know, if the universe is as big as it is, and uh, you know uh, there as many habitable planets as there are, why haven't we seen anybody yet? You know, where are they? Um, they you know, there must be some uh, some societies that have uh, cultures that have advanced further than we have. You know, but it's so silent. It's so quiet. No, nothing is we've never seen anything um despite you know what the conspiracy theorists like to talk about or um you know the (laughs) x-files but um yeah so to answer your question though um the the, the scripture says there's no other way to um eternal life except through christ okay nor the way to the father so whatever exists out there at this point in time um, whatever has been created since that time, if if God indeed has created new forms of intelligent life in other other worlds, um, that it has to be in somehow connected with uh, the second person of the Holy Trinity, uh, through which salvation has come. Um, C.S. Lewis had a had a really good take on this. He wrote a series of science fiction novels, a trilogy uh, of science fiction novels that are really quite good. Um, uh, the first one is called Out of the Silent Planet, and it's about uh, a, a man from Earth who gets transported to Mars and finds all different forms of life there. Nothing, nothing looks human, and you know they're they're in a sort of not a not so much a, a fallen state as, as the war, uh, the uh, human world is but they're in kind of a um, a lazy state i guess you could call it you know there there's some that uh, that have uh, you know get, believe in god and there's some that don't and it's just sort of a a mix um but there but salvation there doesn't have anything to do with with christ because it was created before the earth Okay, so it's a closed system that has its own way of uh, of being in contact with God, and um, and that He created for that system for that world. Um, but then uh, the second book is called Perlandra, and it's about uh, the same guy going to Venus, and here God has just recently, just like in the last few days, created intelligent life. And now this life looks human. They look just like human beings because the second person of the Blessed Trinity has taken on human form and is a human. And so now any intelligent life that's created has to be created in the visual image of the second person of the Trinity. Well, that's just, you know, um, speculation, obviously, and it's, and it's a good uh, fictional read. But... Um, I think there's some something to be said there, you know, as far as how salvation will work on on other planets. But the the thing is, each you know, each planet is a closed system, so to speak. So, the precise way in which uh, salvation would be um, obtained in other planets, um, we we don't know. It 
there, there is something I'm sure that God has arranged for every planet and uh, that has life and but it does have to always have to have something to do with the cross and good morning everyone you are listening to the straight talk segment of real presence live we are live with father Th- father Timothy Castor pastor of st. Francis of Assisi Church in Sturgis South Dakota we are in his rectory in an office area along with Karen Gibis, her eldest son blaze father Timothy and his cat saber and the phone number for calls for Father Timothy is 877-795-0122. Call with your questions for Father Timothy at 877-795-0122. Or you can also submit questions to Facebook where we will also be able to get them and uh, bring in a question for Father well, I want to just uh, point out that since we are having the March for Life today, that if you have any pro-life themed questions, we're more than happy to pass them along to Father and have him take a stab at them and and uh, give us his best pro-life argument. If, if, if that is indeed what the question is about. You know. <laughs> Don't be intimidated by the very, very intensive, awesome questions that young Blaze just threw out. I mean, you ought to see Blaze right now. He's wearing a sport coat and a beautiful shirt and a tie, and he just looks fantastic. I tell you, I didn't know young kids could dress up so good today. We used to have to wear that when I was young, but that's... You must have really good parents. Well, actually, my funeral is today. <laughs> oh, you're doing a funeral today, but it's well, not yours, right? Yeah, well, that's the, that's the joke. Okay. That it's my funeral. But I'm serving for another month's funeral, hopefully. Well, those are awesome questions. And we would really welcome those questions. Father Timothy is just waited, waiting with anticipated uh, uh, anxiousness for that amazing question that's going to come in so that he can share. And that number is, again, 877-795-0122. Or send your questions or comments to us at Facebook. And we want to hear from you, as does Father Timothy. So, I could say a, a word or two about um, uh, Mr. Saber, the cat. Uh, he's a very important part of the staff here. Um, he seriously, he's a, he's a very very friendly cat. He loves to meet new people. When the doorbell rings, he runs to the door to see who's there, and so he he has a way of putting people at ease, of making people feel comfortable, especially when I have people who are mourning and planning a funeral in my office. He seems to sense that, and he just is so loving and, and sweet to the, the people that are there. And um, I just see this time and time again that, uh, you know, people, it just warms them up, and it just kind of lets them drop some of their anguish and anxiety. So, yeah, he's That's an important great. guy here. So now, Father, have you ever been to the March for Life? I have, yes. When I was in seminary uh, back at... Uh, Mount St. Mary's in Abbotsburg, Maryland. Uh, we were just about 80 miles north of Washington, D.C. So we went every year, the entire school, the entire seminary, all of the students and uh, most of the professors all went down there and froze to death <laughs> in the Washington, D.C. weather. It seemed like that was always the coldest day of the year, you know, um, but it was worth it and uh, it was always a, an amazing experience. You know? So I've been to it five times. Wow, that's great. We welcome your calls at 877-795-0122 for Father Timothy Castor to, uh, in our Straight Talk portion of Real Presence Live. Uh, Father, why does the church value life so highly? 
Well, because it's a creation of God. It's a reflection of God's own life, you know. Um, most especially, of course, human life, because we are created in, in the image and likeness of God, which means uh, that we are um, rational creatures uh, with with a rational soul that, that can know the difference between right and wrong, that can make, that can figure things out and, and make decisions. Um, we, are, we are very much... Uh, like God, because God wanted us to be that way, and um, uh, but we're we're also uh, physical creatures, not just spiritual creatures, and so our our life is um, you know something that is uh, always hanging in the balance, um, and so we need to respect that that physical life as well as the spiritual life, and recognizing that the two of them together makes the whole person. Great. We have a question from Tim on our Facebook page. He'd like to know, Father, how can a Catholic make the most spirituality out of a trip to the Vatican and other churches in Italy and France? Wow. Well, first of all, I have to say I have never been to Italy or France, so I don't have any personal experience with that. Um, however, uh, I'm looking forward to a sabbatical later this year that the diocese has given me uh, to actually study for a few months in Rome, and um, I hope also to maybe make a trip to, to Paris. But I, I guess what I would say, you know, what I'm hoping for in that trip and what other pilgrims would hope for um, is a, a connection with with the, the Church of the Centuries, the Church that goes back to the earliest years, the Church of the Martyrs in, in the Roman Empire, and uh, and to be able to, to have that, that contact. I, I've spent a lot of time in the Holy Land. Uh, my junior year in college was in the Holy Land in Jerusalem, and I, I know what it's like to be you know, to be in that place where those events happened, you know, the, the, the events that are recorded in Scripture, to actually see those places. And in many cases, they, they haven't changed ge geographically, you know, ge geologically. Um, and, and so it's a, you, you really get connected in a living way to your faith. Um, and I think it will be the same sort of thing by visiting those shrine churches in, in Rome and throughout uh, Europe, that you're, you're connecting with the saints you know, that are buried there or remembered there. You're listening to Straight Talk with Father Timothy Castor, pastor of St. Francis of Assisi Church in Sturgis, South Dakota. He is taking your questions now. You are two choices to do so. It is call 877-795-0122, or you can send your questions and comments to us on Facebook, as Tim just did. And thank you, Tim, for doing that. That was a great question. Can you spend a few moments and talk about how abortion is never okay in any circumstance because I know that there's a lot of people out there who say well but there's rape and there's mm -hmm. incest and there's all these other they try to come up with excuses to, mm -hmm. to validate their opinion that it's okay at that moment can you speak sure. to that for a moment yeah I'd be glad to that's a that's a really good question because it is a, a, a serious dilemma that that people do face um, you know, I, I have not, in my experience as a priest of 18 years, uh, encountered that particular situation, you know, the victim of rape who is impregnated by that uh, terrible act. 
um, or a victim of incest. Um, but I've given a lot of thought to it because, uh, you know, you need to know what you're going to say in a situation like that. And when someone says, you know, this, this uh, child was conceived in this horrible, you know, uh, circumstance and it's always going to be a reminder of that, that terrible thing that happened to me. Um, you know, I guess what I would say to, to a woman in that situation is uh, death does not solve the problem. Another death, another killing does not solve the problem, and it does not have any effect on the criminal who, who committed the crime. Um, and yes, it was, it was horrible, it was unspeakable, and, and that should have never happened. And, you know, we, we mourn with you that you uh, had to go through that, but this new life is a life. It is something precious. It's something created by God, um, and it's it, it it's like God is bringing some some good, something good and holy out of this horrible situation. Um, and also, really, in a way, it's kind of the best way to get revenge on the the attacker, on the criminal, because he his he had no concern for you. He he really hated you and just wanted to use you and to know that you have to whether or not he would know this you know that you would have to go through the anguish of an abortion would just increase his his delight that you're suffering yeah his control over you yeah exactly his control over you um but you can take control you can have that child and and take joy and pleasure and and happiness in raising that child um, as a as a good human being and a good Christian, um, and in that way, that that terrible act um, is sort of uh, un, undone. You know, I won't say it's completely uh, nullified, but it's but a, a good a great good has come out of a great evil has has not as the result of, but in uh, contrast to. You know, and so I guess that's, that's along the lines of what I would say in a situation like that. And and yes, every life, every life is precious, and and we can't have any exceptions for abortion, no matter what the circumstances are. But we also need to be very, very understanding and and uh, compassionate to those who have suffered in that way. Well, and it, it's a death of it's a spiritual death for the mother, and yeah. you know. And a physical and spiritual death, you know, for the the unborn child. And I think that, like you said, there is no way that death solves anything, or mm -hmm. it just hurts. It just yep. hurts more. Yeah. Um. And thank you for listening this morning on Real Presence Live. We're in the Straight Talk segment with Father Timothy Castor. We're in Sturgis, South Dakota today at St. Francis of Assisi Church, and it is Friday the twenty fourth. It is twenty minutes after the hour. And the temperature here is beautiful today. It's 28 degrees. We're in the rectory with Father Timothy, with Karen Gibis and her eldest son, Blaze, and Father's cat, Saber. And so the show is just rolling right along. We would like to have you give us a call with questions for Father Timothy. You can call 877-795-0122. That is 877 877- 
795-0122 or send us your questions or comments to us at Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Well, we have a listener question. They're not on the phone, but they called in with a question for you, Father. Mm -hmm. I heard on the radio this morning that as many as 67% of babies who show signs of Down syndrome in the womb are aborted. Can you speak to the beauty of life no matter what, even if the child turns out to be special needs? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I always think that God gives those those special children to parents that um, will be able to to show love and 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 uh, and actually benefit themselves from having a child like that. I don't know if you if you've ever met a Down syndrome mm-hmm. uh, individual, but they're they're the most joyful, happy pleasant people to be around you know and and i hear over and over again that from uh, families that have a child like that, that that the child brings great joy into the family into the home um so yeah you, you know why these things happen uh why god allows that to happen is is rooted in the cursed state of the world cursed by sin um not the sin of the parents not it's not anyone's particular fault but we we live in a world that that is damaged that is wounded by sin and and so these these things like this happen you know why does god allow terrible things to happen well it's it's really because that you know the the fallen state of the world so the thing to do is not to try to eliminate that that a problem but to accept it as a gift from god um, a gift that will contribute to your holiness and your growth in uh, your relationship with him and uh, and a new a life that uh, that can be uh, nurtured and fostered and and uh, can bring joy Thank you, Father. Uh, Phil on Facebook has a question, and it's in kind of a multi-part uh, segment, so I'll uh, go through it as succinctly as possible, and we'll take it from there. So uh, Phil asks, what is our identity as humans? Are we mortal beings with immortal souls? Are we humans with an infusion of divinity through God's grace? Or are our souls mortal until we enter heaven? Okay, well, I would say um, basically yes to the first two and no to the third. But um, let me explain. Uh, to, we, a, a human being, a human person, is a body-soul composite. Okay, the two go together. The two are uh, in really... To be a complete human, they have to be joined together. They have to be there. One without the other is not a, a complete human. You know, so when when people say something like, "Oh well, um, you know, Grandma Jones is uh, is in a better place now," you know, it's like, well, half of her is. You know, <laughs> her soul maybe, but uh, she's still waiting for the resurrection, just like the rest of us. And uh, when she'll be complete again. And and so you know it is a a, a body soul composite. I, I you know it's it's not even right to think of it as a body with a soul put in, um, as if they could you know uh, exist separate Separately, from each other. Yeah. But um, they it's the the two of them together, um, and 
uh, as far as being infused with divinity through God's grace, well, that's that's what comes to us through uh, the sacraments and through our relationship with Christ. Um, he infuses us with grace and um, makes us more and more like Him. You know, to be sanctified is, uh, as they say in the Eastern uh, tradition of the Church, is to be divinized. Um, you know, to become more like God. And are our souls mortal? Until we enter heaven, no, the soul is immortal from its moment of, of creation in the, in the womb, and uh, it remains immortal um, all the way to the end of time, whatever that is. Father, that's why you're a good priest. You can answer really hard questions like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we are on Straight Talk with Father Timothy Castor in Sturgis, South Dakota, and we are welcoming your questions. You can call us at 877 795-0122 or you can contact us through Facebook. Your questions and comments will be conveyed to us to ask Father Timothy and thank you for listening this morning. It is 25 minutes past the hour. So Father, um, I know that prayer is always a, a key component to any type of, of spiritual growth, but how is prayer a key component to this pro-life battle that we are, are trying to, to sanct you know, we always say sanctify society, but first sanctify yourself. So does prayer play a big part in our spiritual and battle, I guess, with the pro-life for the pro-life movement, yeah, I, I'm I'm certain it does because, uh, well, everything, every part of the spiritual battle <laughs> requires prayer. You know, it requires that connection with God that uh, we can only have through through prayer. Whether that prayer is in a liturgical, sacramental sense, or private prayer, or um, you know, prayer groups or whatever, but prayer is is essential. You know, and that's something I I try to impress upon uh, people, especially in in the confessional. You know, I. I often ask people, what, what, how do you pray? What is your prayer life? And, and uh, you know, encourage them to cultivate a, a, a relationship with God. Um, I think it's a source of encouragement uh, for, you know, in the, uh, facing the, this, this horror of abortion is, is just, it, it seems overwhelming. It seems like nothing can change it, you know, that it's so entrenched in society. Uh, but, but prayer can give us hope, you know, because it reminds us that God is in control. And uh, and the only way that this is going to change is if there is a change in society. If you know, just like society came to realize that uh, slavery was was evil, um, someday they'll realize that uh, the destruction of a human in uh, in the womb is also evil. And I I hope for the day when we'll look back on this time in history and say, how could they have ever done that? How could they have ever? killed their children in that way, just like we look back at slavery and say, how could we have ever done that? Well, and you look back at the Roman Empire, and you just see the mistakes that they did, and abortion was a big, big part mm. of their their society at that point, and they collapsed, and they, they crumbled, their society crumbled because they didn't value life. Mm -hmm. And it, mm. it really does show you, the history lesson show, we need to value life, or our society will crumble. Yeah. And I think it's great that we have so many young people out there today just showing that they truly do value life, that they are committed to seeing this through to the end. Yeah, the Roman Empire is a, is a beautiful um, example. We often think this is just a modern issue. And from the beginning of our faith, uh, there was uh, babies aborted. There was babies left out just to die because they didn't want that child. It was for whatever reason. And early Christians gathered those children and raised them in orphanages and all the things that have come from that of 
caring for life, as well as elderly. So this isn't just a modern issue, as we're often painted in the secular media world. This is a foundation that goes back to the beginning of our faith and is incredibly important uh, in every aspect. With their, the Pew Research in 2018 <clears throat> showed that a third of Catholics uh, approximately uh, believe that we should lighten up on the, pr the, the stance of, of abortion, uh, birth control, and so forth. And I, I think to myself, how could a Catholic think that? But, you know, we have to not only educate the secular world, but focus heavily on our own followers as well to help them understand why. So mm -hmm. thank you, Father. Those were amazing well, answers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Father, for Straight Talk. We always appreciate having you here. Well, thank so. you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you to all of you who called in or wrote in with your questions on Facebook. Up next, it's the callers taking on the Catholic high school students in Rapid City, and we're hearing that there are no favorites this year. The Men in Black game is on on Monday, and we have a player from each team on the line. Later in the show, we'll be heading back to the March for Life to get an update as we prepare for the rally in the mall and the march itself. We are broadcasting live from St. Francis of Assisi Church in Sturgis, South Dakota. I'm Karen Gibis with Todd Tobin, and we will be right back. And Saber the Cat. And Saber the Cat. <laughs> Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you.